I'll just share. I just got another thank you from Inspire, but here's one that came in um, a week ago where a uh, single mom was behind in her, several months behind in her rant, everything else. And so it's so great, guys. Thank you for all you guys that give to 100 that we could just go, what's the number that makes you whole so you're not worried about getting evicted? And so she, so we gave her that, just made her whole. Isn't that cool? All, over three months rant and everything else. So, so she just wrote, thank you so much for your gift. It's difficult to put into words what a blessing it is after so much struggle. It reignited hope in me that things can get better. You took away the immediate concern of losing the roof over my head and utilities being shut off. You bought me some time and some peace of mind and freedom. It means that I can focus on getting well, healing, growing stronger, and get back to life. I'm so grateful to God for using such an unexpected source to provide for my needs. It boggles my natural mind that people I, that are total strangers would want to help. That's you guys, so thank you. And so, But I know that we're all connected and one in Him. Thank you again for your generous donation to Freedom Ministries that make it possible for them to keep going and reach out and help a woman in Kansas get back on her feet again. May joyous grace and endless peace be yours continually from our Father God and from our Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Blessings, Melissa. So thank you guys. That's just uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. And uh, I talked about that. So, all right. Uh, I thought I'd share tonight um, uh, Global Grace Seminary. A lot of you guys I know online uh, go there. And so well, they asked if if I would share on what grace and the quantum world looks like to their, all their Bible students on Monday night. So I'll see you guys Monday night on that, but I'm just going to share that tonight with you. Is that okay? And really, I could say watch any of the last two years' services, because that's what it is. It's, uh, um, in fact, grace and the quantum world, I think they're the same. I think it's exactly the same what it's trying to share, and I'll, I'll try to get that across, and how easy it is. Like uh, Jeff and I were just saying, at the end of the day, everybody's trying to use different language to talk about the kingdom within and God and the universe and consciousness, awareness, all these words are being thrown. Manifestation, right? Here's really, it really is. If you can get this simple, it, li- it literally is, um, like I said, one of the most difficult things to do is people that have learned a version of Christ outside of them to believe in Christ. Getting a Christian to believe in Christ is actually quite difficult, what I've found, because they've got all this religious baggage about what it is. And I show them the scriptures Christ in you, the hope of glory. You were found in him before the foundation of the world. The anointing's within. Christ is within. They go, I know. And then they do everything else besides that. Right? Like it's like they get their prayer chain, they do all this stuff and everything. I go, no, that's not what a Christian is. It's believing the anointing of God within you. Now the quantum guys get it. So that's why I'm saying it's the same thing. It, at the end of the day, it's this simple. This, this whole physical world, living by our senses, is not walking by faith. Christianity is like, I walk by faith, not by sight, what we were just, what we were just saying. And it's as simple as this. You can see and feel what your life desires to be, and the world will form, shape, and bend itself to just do what you experience within. That's it. Isn't that wild? That's the monarchy. That's the kingdom. That's quantum. And so uh, we'll share scripture, but I think, like if I... When they're asking me to share, I was just looking through some of the, if you get Joe Dispenza's breaking the habit of being yourself, I think he's sharing it. I think he's sharing it from a scientific verbiage, which gets Christians really nervous. Oh my God, as if science could actually confirm God. Like, <laughs> like that's really bizarre. It should be exactly, right? They should get more belief in the scriptures, in my opinion, when science is affirming what they're saying. That's for, just for me. Maybe I, I just enjoy science and I love it. And so um, he dispenses just, just using science, which I think is easier for some people to absorb and to digest. The, the Bible is using 
um, spiritual words and spiritual stories to tell the same thing, in my opinion. So uh, we're just going to go through that, that you have the kingdom, the quantum world and grace are the exact same thing. So I'm going to go through grace a little bit for you. Is that cool? All right. So, and it really is this, what you do within, um, the world responds and gives back to what you're doing within. I mean, if we really take these scriptures as a man goes through 12-step discipleship, um, prays in tongues, gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, and prays and fasts all night, he is. It doesn't say that. <laughs> it says, as a man thinketh, who he is, is who he'll become. And uh, I can just tell, like, I'm, I'm really trying to get you guys, uh, I just answered an email from, if you're on, uh, probably not on tonight, but they'll probably watch it in the morning. Um, <clears throat> My brain has a hard time taking the scriptures literal now versus go, what does it mean? And so he asked this question because he's like, I love this. Uh, uh, but where it says where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them, right? All right. So if you're alone, is he not there? If you take it literally, you're in trouble all of a sudden, right? Like, well, what does it mean? Like, so my brain doesn't even go there anymore because here's what I would say then. So Apostle Paul, when he's alone, or John, when they're alone, God wasn't there because two or three weren't gathered. You want to know what I think it means just from meaning right away? Because here's my brain, what I wrote back to him. I said, he's in, he's in the midst is this preposition. It's within. Everything's within. And so literally my brain just goes, what does it mean in Hebrew? So because right before it talks about two and one and and then it says, therefore, when two or three are gathered, there I am, or my awareness or my existence will be, which is yud heh to effortlessly be anything you wanted to be as yud heh or Lord. And so two, here's what I think it says. We're two or three. So my brain right away goes, two or three, what does it mean? Two means within, the tabernacle, the tent within, and three is a gamel or a camel, which literally in, in Hebrew meant, you see the camel taking you to the end of the journey within, that will be who you are. When you see the end of the journey, which is Gamel 3, right? Within 2, the tent, that's what your existence will be. You will be that. When you see the camel rise up within you and take you to the end of the journey, that's who you will be, which is I am. That's my brain. Just like, oh, that's what it means. And I don't have to make anything up, right? I don't have to worry about if I'm alone, then God's not there because two or three aren't gathered, so I'm not in the midst of them. Doesn't that make sense to you guys? It's, my brain just goes... Oh, what does it mean immediately right now? And then you know what? You don't have to make anything up. It's just really beautiful. You have to make stuff up. And the scriptures don't fit if you take it literal. You really do. It's a, it's a, it's, so it's an interesting thing to me. So, and I would just, I would challenge you with this as well. Like everything I'm sharing, challenge yourself. Look at your life. Just take it, really look at your life and go, everything I just am persuaded of that I'm just, this is what life is going to be. It effortlessly works in your life. And everything that doesn't work is you're probably working at it or, get, or thinking it has to happen through religious terms. And it's mess. It just doesn't work. So anyway, um, I think that first, I'm going to share that, my favorite uh, quote from Dispenza for the inspired. I think this is quantum. I think this is the kingdom. So <clears throat> most of us know Newtonian physics, which is matter changes matter. I put force on something. You guys remember that? Like Newton's laws. Like, everything is an equal and opposite reaction. So if I push on something, there's an equal and opposite force back, all Newton's laws. That's matter changing matter. And so quantum doesn't behave the same way. It's really interesting. And so I think it's what the writers were talking about in scripture where it says, God 
from the beginning, Genesis 1, um, Genesis 1, from the beginning, Elohims. God dispersed himself into many, the body, and became one made out of many parts. Isn't that what scripture says? We are the body of Christ. Body of the anointed. Isn't that interesting? So from the beginning, it says you were Elohims. One God dispersed into many parts. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When did it change? You got to make stuff up to, to get scripture screwed up, right? If you just take it as it is, and if we go, he's never changed, then from the beginning, he was one made out of many, descended into mankind. He attached himself to humanity. So people believe we have to drag our body through space and time to get what we want. Isn't that all the coaching training that you get pretty much? Do this, do that, do that. Yet in our hearts, we say stuff like this. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Don't we say that to our kids and we hope they believe it? Like, I'm just trying to get you to believe what you tell your kids. So I'm trying to do It's like, I'm trying to give you, a, like, believe what you tell your kids, right? So we believe we have to drag our body through space and time to get what we want. That is the lie of separation. Matter trying to change matter. The truth is everything that is matter is surrounded by a quantum field of love. They know that this is why science is so fascinating to me. Is like if we take our human DNA, which I think is Jacob's ladder when you go look at it in scripture, where it's this message descending up and down in, in man, and he says, surely this is the house of God and the entrance to heaven and earth. Well, what's the house of God? We are. So he goes, this is how it works. And if you take a look at your double helix ladder, your DNA, it's a double helix made of 22 phosphodiester bonds. It's like so fascinating to me. Phos means light bearer. And so literally there's this light ladder descending to and from your heart and mind that shows that we can take a piece of DNA, your DNA, put it in Australia, and somebody that understands this can affect your DNA right in your body here and separate DNA like from a cheek cell at the exact same moment, the exact same time, no separation or time and space. That's divine, guys. How do you explain that, right? How do you explain that? That a, a DNA from you in another part of the world changes the exact same moment from somebody that knows how to pray. Come on, that's if that's not hot, that's a, you can change down to the DNA level. So tell me we can't heal and prosper and all these different things, right? So anyway, that is not dragging that DNA through space and time. That is Jacob's ladder. Surely this is the house of God, right? Is what he's saying in, in those scriptures. So you can learn to create from the field instead of matter meaning all things are possible, what we were saying, right? I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I've given it to you. That's what it says. Does your book say something different or no? I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. What are you missing? You're not baptized in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. <clears throat> Wrong answer. They're always trying to Nothing, you're never complete. Yeah, well, this is why it says, no, you're complete in Christ. That's your starting place. That's what the scriptures say. When you get the picture of what you desire in your mind and maintain the emotion as if you already have it, does that sound like believe you have received it and you will? Doesn't sound exactly the same? When, that's why I said I think they're saying the same thing. They're just, they're just describing it from two different perspectives. When you get the picture of what you desire in your mind and maintain the emotion as if you already have it, here's where most people slip up. 
independent of any situation, factor, time. Most people are looking at the physical going, oh my God, the sky is falling. Versus, be still, know that I am, ego I may, is yud heh vav heh. You get to change it. Be still. Take your eyes off the physical. Believe you have received it. See yourself already and enjoying it. And it becomes, independent of any situation, factor, time, you are like a transducer. You collapse space and time. Somebody that knows how to pray can affect a piece of your DNA outside of your body all the way across the world. There's no space or time there. Isn't that wild? That's pretty cool to me. That's science. That must be of the devil. Like, just, I'm going to take the devil and shove it right. You and your devil. The event is drawn to you. You don't have to go anywhere to get it. It's one of the best ever, I think. Isn't that? Now, the scriptures say this. I absolutely, scripture says it. So let's go to this first. So what, the whole question was, what is grace in the quantum world or quantum physics? How, how are they, what are the concepts that are alike? I go, they're the same, in my opinion. So let's first go to this word. Um, this word is tossed around so much, but charis, the Greek word for grace is charis. And so I'll just show you what your book says. Strong's 5485. Thayer's Greek lexicon describes charis like this. That which affords, so afford, I just looked up the dictionary. It says to provide or supply. So grace is provision or supply, joy, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. So grace is God has supplied you or provided for you joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. Everybody okay with that? This is your book. Just sharing what's in there. It's a little... You get thrown out of a lot of churches if you share what's in there. You really do. It's just like the church, the institutional church has been, had a very good track record of being wrong. Like very good. That, that's where now I just know like, oh, they're saying that. Oh, I know it's this. I know it's the exact opposite. Right. How'd you like to be Copernicus or Galileo going? And the church is going, you can't teach that. Poor Jesus trying to teach the word, right? You can't teach that. <laughs> That's not what, so anyway, the Hebrew word for grace, see, I go to the Hebrew. If you go look in Strong's, it'll say, for Cain, it's Chet Noon. I just, I go look, where does it mean? So to me, I, I look at the Greek word, I think if you just start with Greek, I think you miss it, guys. I really do. I, I don't think you can get there because Greek is where it all fell down to me. Greek is when it went from thought, Eastern idea to Western literalism. When it went to Greek and Latin, I think. So like the Greek fathers, even though I love them, I love to study it, I go, that's where it all fell down, in my opinion. So anyway, like we were just talking about the other night that with uh, uh, Paul, you know, who knows Aramaic, and that he's like, he was just talking about the word remember. What, what do you think when we, when we think remember? Well, I remember. Now I remember. You know what it means in Hebrew, Aramaic? To be a male and fertilize. It's actually in your book. If you go look at it, it's like, remember all that remembereth, God remembereth Noah. And then it says, to be a male and for lies. <laughs> so the Greeks just made stuff up. And it's like, so now it's like, and God remembereth Noah. Yeah, it makes sense if you know what it means. It's fertilized. Noah, the seed within the inner chamber and all it created two by two and multiplied the earth. But he remembered Noah. Like, we can't get there. That's what I'm trying to say. But once you get it, you're like, oh my God, this stuff's beautiful. So, if you go look in, in Bible Hub and you go look at Strong's or Thayer's, it'll say used for the Hebrew word Cain, Chet Noon. So I just wrote that. Hebrew word for grace is Cain. It's Strong's 2580. It it's, sounds like Cain or it looks like Chen, but it's from Chet. It's really 
Kate, but I'll just see it in English so you, you don't have to get screwed up. It's like my aeronautical engineering teacher. I went for like two months before I knew what he was saying. It's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, what? And he was saying Mach number, like aeronautical. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. So just say Mach, right? <laughs> so anyway, Jesus is formed from the Hebrew, Cain is formed from the two Hebrew letters, Chet. So Chet, which is really Kate, is a fence or inner room or chamber. It's the eighth letter. So we see this whole story of Noah, right? You come out of the completeness of the six and the seven. And what's the eighth day? No, live in the eighth day. Live in the eighth day is walking through life from the second covenant of spirit realm, which is the seed within the inner chamber. That's eight to them. Life happens when you learn to live from within. So that's the inner room or chamber. Now, if you look at the whole, uh, I've shared with you over and over. I said, if you've looked at the tabernacle, all the external stuff, there was a physical covenant, right? When you could look at the tabernacle, but where did you really meet God? Where you could go meet God face to face. The holiest of holies, the place where nobody can see the inner room, the inner chamber. And then obviously the New Testament goes, get it guys, you're the tabernacle. So all those stories of the Old Testament where you get to meet God face to face is right up here. The inner chamber. So this is the inner chamber he's talking about. It's formed from the Hebrew letters, the room or inner chamber. And noon is like a seed, or to, and it literally is to sprout with new life, offspring and faithfulness. So grace from the Hebrew perspective was God giving favor or providing, supplying joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness from the seed of life sprouting out of your inner chamber, the inner man. That's grace. Isn't that cool? I think it's beautiful. Doesn't this sound like the kingdom within, salvation within, Christ within? What do you do in the secret place is going to be seen by all. If you want to get your prayers answered, don't, it's not anything out here, right? We pray in our understanding what we know, but then we also pray with a language that can't be uttered. It's secret inside. It's what are you doing with your feelings and thoughts within his tongues, if you really want to know it. Does that make sense to you? Oh, the tongue guys don't want like that at all. It's a secret language that the devil can't hear. So no. I just go, guys, come on. You're just, you're, it, it's hurting my head after a while. Because I'm going, one, it's not working. Two, if I want to have intimacy, I'm not going to go, I'm saying something so the devil can't hear you. What are you talking about? I want to have intimacy with you. Why don't you just say that? No, no, the devil might intercept it. <laughs> we're one. That's what he's trying to say, right? This kingdom, you're like, we're one. He's talking about, hey, there is a prayer of understanding, but it's a prayer that can't be heard. And it's what you do in the inner chamber is real prayer. What you do within is going to be seen by all, and it's not uttered without eternal. It's the bar. It's a message sent out from within. That's Jacob's ladder. All those stories make sense. Does that help you guys? All right, so grace simply is what I plant within provides supplies, all the things that it says. Uh, joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. So your scriptures say grace is God supplying you with all those things by what you plant in your heart and it sprouts within and brings it to you effortlessly like a garden. That's your book, okay? All right, is everybody good with that? Now, let me just say, so this Chet Nun, the grace in Hebrew, let me just give you Chet. So this is kind of cool. And I want to share something with Dispenza and we'll, we'll finish this up. So Chet, or Kate, is what it, Lily, uh, what, what it would be like, uh, rhymes with mates, like be Kate, right? So <clears throat> here's what's really interesting about it. 
The sixth letter in the, in the Hebrew language is a vav. It's a picture of man. Very good with that? It's vav. That's why the sixth day, man, is all about man. Um, David defeats Goliath. David, the man between the two halves, defeats anything physical. If you guys look at the, ghost, the story of the, the giants in the land, they all had six toes, six fingers. So it's talking about living out of the spirit to, to conquer the flesh. You guys okay with that? All right. I showed you that God's going to restore the kingdom of David. He's not going to, you know, it's like man between the two halves. So Vav is six. Seven, I taught on this a while back. You don't have to remember, but seven, seven is what to you, most of you guys? Number seven. Completion, done, finished work. You know, like, it's, it's that idea, right? So it's, it's Zion, and Zion is a Vav with a crown on it, the crowned man. So Vav is just a man. Zion is a picture of a sword, and it's the crowned Vav. Meaning, and then Chet, this, the next letter, six, seven, eight, Chet is a Vav yoked to the crowned man. You get this. And it's for Chaim, life itself. And it says, uh, once you get how life is meant to be lived, God became man. Your job is to learn how to live and become God in love. That's the revelation in light, right? So that, that's that Chet Nun. It's Chaim, it's Kate Nun. And it's living out of the inner chamber, trusting what you do within is more real than anything out here. And this whole world bends, shapes, and creates by what we do within. So if I can experience it within... I just know it's a matter of time before I'm going to experience it outside. That's walking by faith, not by sight. That's, that's really quantum. That's what they're saying. Isn't that cool? And the Hebrew letters bear it out. So Kate is man know, knowing he's yoked to the king man in the inner chamber. Pretty cool, I think, right? So here's what it says. Uh, Kate is the letter of discipleship. Since we, it's learning. It's Vav 6 represents man. Zion represents the crown man. Who wields the sword of the Holy Spirit? Now, this is where people get confused. I see Christians like quoting scripture, like it's the sword of God. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. What it, <laughs> I've shared on this with the crowned man, literally the sword. Ray right back in Genesis, it says, it always is when you turn within. The sword was to turn within. Remember in Genesis where it says, I've, I've given you a way back to the garden. It's between the two cherubim and the, the flaming sword that turns within itself. It's realizing that you as a man are yoked together with the king. And how you live life is from within. You turn within. That's grace in Hebrew. Pretty wild, isn't it? Let's pray for grace. It's an impossibility not to have it. It's an impossibility not to have it. It's just most people are using the talents of God, their own imagination and feelings to create the wrong things over and over and over and over. Right? So, all right, let me share this with you. I'll break into habits of being yourself because I think this will help too. And then we'll just get how to practically do it, guys. So this is why I wrote this because I was like, oh, that's so good. It says, quantum world gives back what we send out, which is that's what they're showing. It's what actually scripture says. What you do within, the whole world will see without. They're just using different language. So here's how the orchestration of events works in our life. If we have experienced suffering, how many of you have ever experienced suffering? Yeah, I have, Right? I just don't want to continue to suffer. How about that? And wouldn't that be better? <clears throat> He's suffering. <laughs> yeah. So if we've experienced suffering and within our minds and bodies, we hold that suffering and express it through thoughts and feelings, we broadcast that energetic signature out into the field. 
The universal intelligence is where Christians get really tweaked out. We would call it the spirit or the kingdom or uh, everything's within, contained within, right? Everything that breath, has breath praises the Lord. It's all stories trying to share the same thought. The universal intelligence, we would say God, love, the Holy Spirit, responds by sending into our lives another event that will produce the same intellectual and emotional response. Let me make it simple. Stuff happens, right? And I love Dispenza, how he shares it, because it actually makes sense to me. Where cellular memory, our, our, our DNA literally stores, our brain stores past things that have happened, like events. Like that, this happened, this happened, this happened. Every cell in our body stores the end product or the emotion. So, we're, 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 we, we store everything, right? So, if something happened to you and there was a negative response and you keep reliving that, you just get the same results. It cannot be any other way is what he's trying to say. You get what you do within. That's the kingdom. That's I am. That's uh, what you do within the whole world sees without. So, literally, the, the God, I amness or awareness, quantum physics is showing out. Scripture says this is how it works. The world just gives you back what you're sending out between your heart and your mind, right? So if we want a different result, what do we need to change? Our heart and our mind. Doesn't that sound like we've heard before? As a man thinketh, so is he. So let's get through a 12 discipleship course to teach us out of that <laughs> what happens, right? So the universal intelligence responds. Our thoughts send the signal out, I am suffering. Our emotions say, I am suffering. And that draws into our lives an event to match the emotional frequency. Hey, let's give them a good reason to suffer. You can hear it and people go, why do things just work for you? Because that's who I am. And then you hear somebody else say, I keep trying and nothing seems to work because that's who you are. I'd rather be everything seems to work, wouldn't you? All you need to do is you get to choose. Who's the king? You are. Grace means man realizes he's yoked to the king within. And that seed, that noon that I plant within, sprouts and effortlessly brings me life on the outside. It's grace. Isn't that wild? Sounds very much like quantum to me. In a very real sense, we're asking for proof of the existence <clears throat> of universal intelligence from all time to send us feedback in our external environment that this is how powerful we are. The question at the heart of this book is why don't we then send out a signal that will produce a positive outcome for us? How can we change so that the signal we send out matches what we intend to produce in our lives? We change when we fully commit to the belief that by choosing a thought or a signal we send out will produce an effect that is observable and unexpected. <clears throat> we are not punished for our sins, missing the mark, thinking on the wrong thing or thinking anything other than exactly what you want and who you are. We're not punished for our sins. That is our thoughts, feelings, and actions, but by them. You catch that. There's no judgment in Christ. He's like, everything's in order. The whole, you guys realize the whole world's in order? It's doing exactly what we're doing with the using the talents of God. So when they say, that is an act of God, I would say, yes, it is. And he's allowing us to make a mess of things. And yet he's there with us. So we finally learn how to live in love. So, based on our new understanding, 
of the nature of reality do you now see those statements reflect your acceptance of Newtonian Cartesian physics when you say, I can't believe this. Why does it always happen to me? Do you see that you are fully capable of causing the effect yourself? Do you see that instead of responding in the manner above, you could be saying, how can I think, feel, and behave differently to produce the different result or effect that I want? Our mission then is to willfully move into the state of consciousness that allows us to connect to universal intelligence, make direct contact with a field of unlimited possibilities, send out a different signal from our heart and mind, and we will see and expect results. The world will give back what you send out. So true to me. That's exactly what scripture says. As a man thinketh in his heart, lev, to be led from within the tabernacle, so is he. It's as simple as that, guys. Right? Does that help you? All right, now let's make this practical. I just wanted to show you in scripture that I'm not making this stuff up. Your Bible actually says this. Now, to get a Bible student to believe it and read it, whew, that's a different story. So I said uh, getting a Christian to believe in Christ would be a miracle, but all things are possible. So, all right. So let's go, let's, let's go to this last slide. Let's make this very simple. Je Jeff, I was just talking to Jeff. Oh, by the way, Jeff's the one doing, I have nothing to do with those five-minute short clips that he's doing. Jeff does all of it. And because you guys are responding, going, I love those five-minute deals. So that's Jeff Forrest, by the way. Give him a hand, all you guys online, too. So um, He's just good at all that. Jeff's like MacGyver, man. He just knows how to do it all, right? <laughs> and what, state, what happens at fellowship stays at fellowship. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about, what Jeff was doing with my neighbors the other day. It was hilarious. So <clears throat> how do we... <laughs> <laughs> so how do you make this practical to free receive any desire by grace? Because remember, grace is supplying you with joy, abundance, health. It's giving to you, favoring you. It's God doing all of the work, not you doing anything, right? We, we know those famous grace scriptures. Therefore, it is by faith that it is by grace so nobody can boast. And God did all of the work and prepared this, and this is how you should live. Ephesians 2 and different... Romans 4, all these faith and grace ones. He goes, therefore, it is by faith, it is by grace. God supplying you with everything good with no works of your own. And then I, read, I wrote in the, the thing, I go, here's the typical Christian though. You pray like it depends on God and you work like it depends on you. If that doesn't make your brain explode, well, what is it? Which one is it? If I have to work like it depends on me, am I out of grace? completely. Have you ever seen guys work their rear end off and nothing ever changes? Yes. And there's other people like it just happens to you. Ah, they've entered the kingdom. Amen. Therefore it's by faith that it is by grace. So it's not by works. It's not by your physical effort. That's, isn't that exactly what Dispenza says? He's like, it's learning to create from the field, receive from the field, which is exactly what grace is. I can simply experience an event before it happens. And that event will now show up in my life. So good, guys. So good. Therefore, think on really good things that only you want to see in your life, right? All these scriptures starting to make sense? All right. So, so to walk by faith, not by sight, is quantum. It's grace. It's God supplying us with something. So the first step, really, guys, is to take your eyes off the physical. It says we walk by faith, not with what we see with our physical senses. Does that make sense to you guys? All things are possible to God. Yes, and he's one with you. So therefore, all things are possible to you. So take your eyes off your physical senses. You go within, the kingdom's within. What you do within effortlessly changes everything outside of you. That's what all the scriptures say. 
then it really is the monarchy idea, guys, where he, all these, they're giving you all these ideas and stories in Scripture. God's, he's given you the kingdom. Yes, Christians believe that. He's the king. To live out of grace, the kate, the chet, is to realize man is yoked together with the king. Do you hear these scriptures, Jesus saying, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So work like it depends on you. He didn't add that. <laughs> you added that, right? Some guy selling a system added that. Because guess what? That means you're not complete in Christ unless you buy his system. You're always in lack. My job is to go, everything's within you. Sell the system, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Like receive freely, like do what you want, right? So anyway, now this is going to be controversial for you guys, but the king, the monarch, gets to write the rules. And you're one with the king. So you get, decide, you get to write the rules and you get to decide what your kingdom looks like. Isn't that wild? Nobody has a problem. God's the king. Oh yes, he's the king. He's my king. It was the king's really great delight to give you his kingdom. He takes great pleasure in you sharing his kingdom. That's what the scriptures say. Which means he's given you God himself Whatever religious idea you have of God, the Lord, whatever. Religious people just like, oh, it's wear me out after a while. You're one with him. Blasphemy. Read John 10. Read Jesus. Read your red letters. I'm not making it up. <laughs> it's all it's, oh. If you are the king and you get to decide what the rules are like, You get to choose what emotion you want to experience too. You get to choose from this day forward what emotion you want to experience. You get to write the rules of your kingdom. Isn't that interesting? That's what these books are saying. It's like, you know what? If you just let life happen to you, why is this happening to me? Your body stores everything and it acts as if it's real. That's the heart. That's the subconscious. It's a million times more powerful than what you can do when you're laboring. That's what it says, right? Well, I'm not that stupid if I can get a million times better return by what I do within, by what I can do with my physical effort, where do you think I'm going to spend my time? I am from Iowa. I'm Polish, but I get that. <laughs> like, that is a really good return, right? And it's just a number they picked, a million times more powerful, meaning that it's impossible to change anything about your life unless you first change within. I don't care how hard you work because the world will always get back to you. Something will happen to, to bring to you. If you think everything wrong happens to me, you'll, get, you'll experience some excitement and good things for a while, but then they, oh, it can't be real, and you go right back to it. Whereas the other guy's like, everything works in my favor. Even my mistakes work. That's good, isn't it? There, then there's no fear. There's no judgment. There, there's like, it's just grace. It's I re, just everything works. God works for me. He gives to me. He supplies to me. Everything. Like I was joking with Marie, I'm going to do this thing for I said, oh man, that Bible school in Africa. They wanted to praise and worship all night. And as, Barbara and I was just like, we're just going to bed. Like, you guys can hang up all night. You think God hears you better if you, if you don't sleep and pray all night? and All night? So that I'm smart enough to read. It says, he gives to his beloved, which is me, when I go to sleep. So I just sleep. And it works better than praying and fasting and chunging and junking and doing whatever all night. Right? Just go to sleep. He gives it to you. Grace means he gives it to you. He favors you. He gives 
from what you do with inside. I simply see and enjoy life how I want it to be, and I go to sleep, trusting in this love and power of the anointing of Christ, the God of gods, the King of kings that I'm one with, that he somehow brings it to pass. So my joy is overbursting. That's what it says, right? What a good God, isn't it? What a good God. So I just, I want to challenge you. If you continue to, to just wake up and you're not intentional, the kingdom is intentional. You write the rules. But most people are like, life just happens. And, and so they come up with the same emotions every day. They came up with the same thoughts every day. And if you do that, you're going to get the same results day in, day out, day in, day out. Becoming intentional with the kingdom is you decide as the monarch, you decide as the king. From this day forward, this is what I'm going to think on. And I don't care what is going on out here. This is the emotion I'm going to experience because I'm the king and I write the rules. From this day forward, I am prosperous. I am so joyful. I am so free. I'm so, you don't know what happened to me. No, your body does and you're getting the same thing. I know that you're the king and you can change that whenever you grow up. Uh-oh, right? Then I just say that about somebody that said, until they grow up and take responsibility for their life, I can't really help them. They're begging an outside God to do something that he's already done. He's going to have given everything to you. What do you want? Well, you don't know what happened to me. No, I'm with you. I, I kind of experienced it with you. I'd enjoy not experiencing it with you for the next 30 years. Right? Anyway, so get intentional. That's what I wrote this. You can decide. This is really, this is quantum. This is grace. Believe you've already received it and you will. Belief means I'm persuaded of something. Here's what I want you to understand. Your heart is a natural, it's the garden, it's submissive. It believes anything you plant in it over and over and over. Faith will just be natural to you. You won't have to work at it. You don't have to go through a class. You don't have to do anything. It's just where are you spending, where are you placing your attention and what emotion are you choosing to experience? Life can be falling around you and go, everything works in my life. And it'll rearrange itself to make that real in my life. I've experienced being religious and it sucks. Nothing, everything that used to work doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going back to the kingdom. It's better. Oh yeah, now you're back to oneness. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to see and expect everything to work out. And guess what? It does. Isn't that wild? All things work together for my good. Man, if we believe that, right? So I would just challenge you to do this. If you don't get intentional with your thoughts, and if you don't get intentional with your emotions, you're going to get the same result. But you are the king. You're the monarch. You're attached to him within. You are one. You're not separate. Amen? So from this day forward, here's what I want to experience. Like this is what Jeff was just sharing with one of his workers. This is so real. This is a guy who gets it. So this is how simple it is. So he was telling his coworker, I don't know if it was a mom or a family member or whatever. I, think was, I don't remember who it was. Sister, I think he said. Um, was in the hospital with COVID and not doing well, and she was going to miss her vacation, right? Been, been sick, like bedridden, not doing well for three weeks, he said. So he sat her down at work. And he said, what do you want? Because I, I want my sister to be healthy and whole, and I want to go on vacation. All right. So believe you have received that. What would you be doing? What would you be experiencing if she was completely healthy and you went on vacation? She goes, she would call me and go, man, it was miraculous. Everything worked. You would feel the joy of that experience going, God, you're so faithful and good. I get to go on vacation. He said, when three days, three weeks, he's bedridden. I'm not going to get to go three days up healthy. She gets to go. That's a guy who knows the kingdom. That's a guy who knows prayer. 
right? So it's as simple as this. You create something in your mind as if you already have it. And if you live there and experience the emotion that independent of what's going on out here as if it's real, if you stay there, right? Your, your heart becomes persuaded. It brings it to pass for you, even though it's not real in your physical world. That is prayer. That's quantum. That's grace. You get that. It's living intensely your thoughts and your emotions. You choosing what you're going to experience in your, all things are possible. That's what I'm trying to get. It's like, said then like we were talking about this then somebody goes well how does it work if i want to get married it all works the same like what are you talking about like what are you talking about that everything works the same well i don't know anybody you don't need to know anybody like what are we talking about right it's this what would you be experiencing if you were happily married Oh, I'd be doing this. I'd be, I'd be holding my wife's hands, going, I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. I'm so content. I'm so free. It feels so good to be going on vacation with you. I experience it as if it's real. I feel the emotions if it's real. I get to choose the outcome before it happens because I know it's going to happen. I believe I have. I'm persuaded I just received that before it happened, and now I will. That's quace. Does that help you? It's as simple as that. So the easiest thing to me is, like with the prayer team, and this is really what we do, if you guys ever saw. We get these things in, and it's this. The easiest thing for me, you can do your own little deal, but I just do this because of where I'm at, and I get the emails and the calls and different things. So you go, can you please do this? And so all I do is let's say they wanted uh, a healing, like just friend. Let's say you wanted a healing. Well, if, I've already re- if I'm persuaded that I've received the healing, could I ever go, why is it not working? If I'm saying, why is it not working, what am I walking in? My physical senses. But if I'm persuaded, oh, I've, already re- I've seen them already experiencing that healing. Well, I'm more persuaded to that. Then it'll come. It's really living. It's if two or three are gathered. Within, you see yourself already at the end of the journey. The camel, the camel rose up and took you to the end of the journey. So if I'm praying for health, I'm not trying to visualize health to manifest it. I'm literally experiencing a life I want as if I'm already healthy. Follow me. It's, 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 it's what I was sharing. You're praying rain versus praying for rain. So when people go, and they're, they're well-meaning, I get it, but they're, they're missing the kingdom where it says, we use, pre, please pray for this and agree with me for this, because they're taking those scriptures, getting them confused, in my opinion. It's, thank you that I've already received this. And you feel the joy as if it's, if that was already true about you, how would you be living life and what emotions would you be feeling? You couldn't be upset. You, you would be full of joy. You'd be full of awe. You'd be full of amazement. You'd feel like you're limitless. You'd feel like there's no bounds. Life would be bursting out of you and you would just feel content and joyful. That's prayer. So from this day forward, here's what I encourage you to do. You're the king. Grace is Cain. You as a man are attached to the king and yoked to the king. And what you do in the inner chamber brings life and provides for you effortlessly, joyfully. Therefore, see life exactly how you want it. So in your prayer time, which is really just experiencing what you want before it's happened, is... From this day forward, I choose to experience joy. I experience to choose the emotions of contentment. I experience to choose happiness. 
I'm so grateful that I have all these things. From this day forward, everything works in my life. Abundance flows to me freely. Health flows to me freely. Everything works. And as I see myself and experience it there, it's coming to pass. That's grace. No effort of my own. Therefore, it is by faith, it is by grace, so I cannot boast. Does that help you guys? See if I missed anything I wanted to share with you. Yeah, grace literally is allowing God, the anointing within you, to do all the work. Provide you with a life of joy, because grace is favor. It's like providing, supplying you with. And I just quoted your book. It says, it's supplying you with life of joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, and loveliness. So if we're really operating in grace, we're seeing our God do all the work to provide us that. And if he's doing all the work from within you, providing all, all that, aren't you happy? Amen. Unless you take your eyes off it and you start walking by sight. But be a sheep. And it says to walk forward, no turning or just not, not looking out here. I'm not getting distracted by what's going on. I'm simply walking forward. The sheep hear my voice is what it says. And I'm not distracted. There's no shadow or turning. I simply see what I desire, knowing that it's coming to pass my life. So hope that helps, guys. God bless. That's quantum. That's grace.